Hello again, everybody. This is Dan Clauser, president of the Big Vision Foundation. Welcome back to our Stepping Up to the Plate podcast series. Joined here again with uh, Del Mintz, scout for the Philadelphia Phillies. And uh, this is our fourth and final edition of uh, the Culture of Youth Sports today. And just talking a little bit about uh, the chances of playing collegiately, uh, why you should really be having your child involved in travel sports and club sports and that sort of stuff. Um, you know, Del, let's talk a little bit about, uh, you know, we, we kind of ended on it where you said about get, you know, make sure you're getting to a school where you can play at. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know a lot of times kids get hung up on, oh, I want to go to, you know, Division One. I, I want to go to Clemson for baseball. I want to go to LSU because they're a powerhouse or Miami. Um, you know, just talk a little bit more about that, making sure you're at a, a school that, number one, you like, and number two, you can play at. Well, first of all, you, you really need to get an accurate assessment of who you are as a player. I mean, talk to your coaches, um, talk to some people who might have some um, insight into college and, and pro sports, and f- find out what type of player you are, number one. Because uh, certainly if you're a Division three type player, and we can talk about the criteria of uh, abilities that you need to play for certain levels of, of, of baseball. Find out the type of player you are first, and then pick the schools accordingly from there. I remind people all the time that if you're not playing, I can't see you. So if you're sitting on the bench for a Division One program because you were just good enough to play for them, but you'd be a starter at the D2 level, um, I can go on and on about Division Two and Division Three players that are currently enjoying professional baseball careers, and some are in the majors. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to... Uh... You know, point out a little bit a uh, player that I'd coached and you'd given lessons to um, back many, many years ago, Gil Kim, mm-hmm. who uh, you know kind of made a choice that he absolutely positively wanted to play at the Division One level. Mm-hmm. Um, you'd gotten him into a school up north um, initially. Middlebury uh, College. Middlebury, I couldn't remember if it was Middlebury or um, if, if it was where Jimmy Everhart had gone. But... Uh, you know, you got him up there, and he would have been a standout, you know, all-conference everything. He'd be in their athletic level. hall of fame. Right, yeah. Um, you know, but but Gil, I think, at the end of the day, realized that, you know, I'm not going to be a Major League Baseball player. Correct. Um, but I am going to figure out a way to make baseball my career. Mm-hmm. And he really, really wanted to play, you know, Division One college baseball. So, I mean, talk talk a little bit about, you know, a little bit, as to why he made that decision and where he ended up, and then I'll kind of elaborate on that as well. Well, first of all, Gil is a very, very special human being, uh, very bright, uh, engaging. Um, he's what I refer to as civilized. He's a, a great kid, great parents, great sister, just a perfect, perfect child. Um, I, my daughters were eligible to, to, to pick a spouse. I'd pick him for them. <laughs> Um, but uh, he went on to Vanderbilt, and he played for Vanderbilt. He, he probably got, I don't know, 14, 15 at-bats over the last three years right. of his college uh, playing days. Um, but now he's uh, director of international scouting for the Texas Rangers. But also, Gil was very proactive about life. And Gil, an exceptional student, but Gil also learned to speak Chinese. He can speak his native language, Korean. He's uh, more fluent in Spanish than a lot of Spanish teachers. Uh, he, he, he has command of a lot of different languages, which really helps him in, in the uh, 
international scouting arena. Yeah, and he did. Uh, he did end up playing professionally. Yeah, um, <laughs> in China and he Korea, in China, I believe yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, so again, he he kind of had the aspirations of just wanting to be able to say that he did play at the Division One level, mm-hmm. and he did something that. I mean, he took a huge chance. I mean, to walk on at Vanderbilt is not a an easy task by any stretch of the imagination. So the fact that he, you know, made the team as a sophomore is is quite impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, he was never, uh, you know, never had a false illusion of what that would lead to. Um, That's correct. He never never thought he, that he would. He play really just wanted baseball. to. So for whatever reason, it was more important to him to be a role player, mm-hmm. you know, on a top-notch Division One team than, again, to be in the Athletic Hall of Fame at Middlebury College. Um, you know, so I guess that's one thing that, that we really need to stress, um, you know, to parents and, you know, players out there like at any level, um, you know, have perspective mm-hmm. of, you know, like I said, what your abilities are and what you want, um, you know, out of life in general. Um, you know, that's one of the things that we as an organization really try to, to stress to our, our parents and players. And, you know, sometimes we're successful at it and sometimes we're not. I mean, there's just, you know, there's just some people out there who really don't want to hear um, what you have to say. Mm-hmm. No. And, and at that point, you know, we just kind of have to move on. Um, but, uh, you know, to really get that, uh, that understanding of uh, – you know, how to keep everything in perspective. I mean, how, you know, how do you suggest, uh, you know, for organizations like ours who that's important to, um, you know, to really continue to drive that home uh, with parents? And what other types of tools can we use to do that? I mean, I know we're always giving them, uh, you know, as much information as we can. And at the end of the day, it's up to them whether or not they read it, mm-hmm. look at it, and believe it. Um, you know, but what other tools are out there that, you know, organizations like ours and others who are, you know, really concerned about doing things the right way uh, that we can utilize? I, 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 you're doing all the right things, in my opinion. Uh, the, the best thing that you can do is information. It really is. There's no substitute for information, good information, honest information that can help parents on this journey. Yeah, and I think that's the key is just, you know, being honest and upfront. Um, is the the best thing that you can do for a kid um, you know if he's throwing 78 miles an hour and you know you got another organization that's looking to recruit him telling him that they can get him division one looks uh, you know I mean we've had that happen sure uh, yeah, yeah I hear <laughs> and, those horror stories every I've, year you know I've just simply said well I'm sorry but we we can't so if you know if that's where you feel you know, is best for you, then, then go ahead. It's, it's best for you. I mean, I know when we first started the, uh, you know, the organization, I mean, I actually used to really, really take it personally when people would leave our organization and go somewhere else, mm-hmm. um, you know, and really beat myself up about, you know, what did we do wrong? What did we, you know, how could have we retained that player and this and that? And, you know, as I get older and, you know, more experienced, I'd, I'd just come to the fact to realize that, you know, not everyone believes in, you know, doing things the way we do things, you know, whether it's from a parent or a player aspect. And I, you know, when uh, players leave now, it, it's just kind of, you know, I, I know that we can't please anybody, <laughs> everybody, I mean. Um, you know, so, you know, I guess, 
as we're recruiting people, you know, we're telling them, um, you know, being honest with them as to what we're, we're all about, mm-hmm. that we're really here to provide, you know, an avenue for your child to play. Um, you know, we'll give them opportunities if they're good enough at the, uh, the collegiate level. And I tell people all the time, you know, our, our best players, um, and I think we're at 31 players now who've gone on to play professionally. Um, I tell people all the time that it's not, you know, we did very little for them other than give them a uniform and a schedule. Um, Zach Lutz was going to get to the major leagues whether we were here or not. You know, Nate Reed, you know, same thing. The list goes on and on. Um, but, I mean, I think our success stories really lie in those kids that went on, you know, to play at a Division three college level and, and found a spot and then have gone on to become, you know, a doctor or a dentist or, you know, something like that. And we were just talking the other week about, how I ran into Jordan Hottenstein and, uh, you know, him telling me about, uh, you know, he's now a dentist in his father's practice and, um, you know, telling me about the one season he spent with us, you know, as a senior in high school really helped him, um, you know, become an adult, you know, uh, meeting, meeting people and getting to know people from other schools, mm-hmm. um, you know, and really he wasn't sure if he was going to go to college at all. And he didn't actually play baseball in college, but because of being part of that team, he did, you know, choose to go to Westchester and, um, you know, went there because some of the guys that were on that team were going there, some to play baseball, some to not. And, um, you know, then he went on to be a dentist, and he's, you know, incredibly successful at this point. So Mm -hmm. I think that's what people need to really keep in perspective here is, um, you know, a very, very, very minute number of these kids are going to be able to go on and play professional sports, whether it's, you know, baseball, football, soccer, you name it. Even college, that's a very small number are going to right. play college. When we're talking a little more than 5%. Right. And, you know, unfortunately, from a, from a female standpoint, the, uh, the opportunities are even fewer out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, how many professional women's leagues are are in existence nowadays i mean i believe we got the wmba mm-hmm. uh women's soccer and women's softball there's some women's softball um and that, that's even i want to say there's six teams yeah. in the uh the uh national fast pitch league they're not doing um, it for the money that's for sure no <laughs> no without a doubt so you know as we kind of wrap up here I mean, what are some last uh, words of advice to the parents and players that are out there listening as they kind of trudge through this uh, this quagmire that we call youth sports today. You, you don't want to um, dash anyone's dreams, but you can also lift them up with a little bit of research. Uh, I talk about this uh, with people because this is a fact. Um, there is a player for Haverford College. His name is Tommy Bergens. Um, I'm pretty sure when Tommy entered school from California to go to Haverford, he wasn't thinking about professional baseball. He might have had some aspirations, but he wasn't sure, and he went to Haverford. Well, because he, he was able to participate and keep playing, he got better. Uh, the, the Wrap up this story, Tommy was the first collegiate pitcher taken in the state of Pennsylvania last year in our draft, in the Major League draft. Uh, He was drafted in the seventh or eighth round. Not by us. I liked him, but he wasn't taken by us. But it's not, uh, you know, you don't always get what you want. It's not like a supermarket. Um, So uh, Tommy uh, was able to uh, get drafted pretty high out of a very 
academic-based Division three college, and um, I, I couldn't be happier for him. That, that's an awesome story, and again, goes to prove what you said about getting to a place where you can play. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if he gets hung up on divisions, he may not be playing professional baseball today. So, hey, Dell, as always, you know, appreciate you taking the time out these past four weeks and coming out here and and doing this talk with us. Um, you know, can only hope that a lot of parents that are out there listening, um, you know, take the advice that we've given them to heart and uh, you know really look at why they have their child involved in sports. Because at the end of the day, it's really, you know, part of our mission is to be able to develop leadership and life skills through sports and there, there's a whole lot you can learn you know if you're playing sports for the right reasons and you know being a better teammate um, you know becoming a leader um, learning how to fail those are all things that you need to understand as you as you go into life and if you know if as a parent that's why you have your son or daughter playing sports you're doing things the right way and you know just let everything else kind of take care of itself so again appreciate you joining us And uh, as always, folks, be sure to check out our website at bigvisionfoundation.org.